Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these lug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking, baking Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H-Cubed up in this bitch Yes sir, yes sir, we back with another episode, you know what I mean And this week we are going to hit y'all with an old faithful regular episode We're going to dive into some of uh, Hip Hop's latest and greatest topics and things of that nature So before that, let me just dive on in because I, 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 I just seen this after we talked about what we were going to talk about mm. And we didn't mention this, but Big R.I.P. to uh, D.C. Youngfly's uh, baby mama, girlfriend, wife. I'm not sure what she was to him, but Miss Jackie O. Mm -hmm. Apparently, uh, I'm not sure if they released how she passed, but oh no, she. They didn't specifically say how she passed, but they said that she was getting some kind of procedure done, Mm. Uh, some kind of cosmetic procedure done, like a mommy makeover, is what they said. You hate to hear that type of shit, though. I know, and uh, you know, and again, it hasn't been confirmed yet, so. I'm not saying that that's why she passed, mm-hmm. but they are. People are saying, people are speculating that that that's what uh what might have caused her to uh, to pass. But hey. yeah, hey. man, it's just tragic, man. You know, when you hear stories like this, you know, you have somebody who has fame, was very pretty, very beautiful lady. Um, you know, has a family, has all these things, and you know, for one reason or another, still feels the need to continue to. Take that 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 uh that roll of the dice, cause you know the truth is we've heard about cases, yeah, you know like this. But you know we've heard about cases like this typically when people, you know, go to the hood lady up the street that do all kinds of janky shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not when somebody of not was not too much with somebody of money, particularly nowadays. Well, yeah, that is very true. <clears throat> but the, whenever you go under the knife for anything that you have caused like anesthesia for whether it's cosmetic yeah. or or physical or, or whatever it's there's always a risk of not coming out of this shit that's why you have to sign the waiver that's but, true. I mean, even, this even is, for regular surgery right? yeah but i hope this is just a cautionary joint to lay young ladies out there man you know have your kid yo get your body back the normal way don't count on these motherfuckers going under the knife and getting all this shit done because this this is an example right here and then of course the biggest example of our generation miss donda west she went under the knife for a little procedure mm-hmm. uh a liposuction and she didn't come back from that so it's just yep. it's a it's honestly it's a dumb reason to lose your life is that you just want to t- you know you know reshape the titties and reshape your waistline and all that other shit no just fucking work on it naturally you know what i'm saying like if it's mm-hmm. that bad that you need cosmetic surgery mm-hmm. then yeah go ahead and get the cosmetic surgery you already know the risk for that but i mean if all you're trying to do is basically sculpt back down to where you were pre-baby just work that shit off like you know just do what you yeah. need to do don't it's easier and better in the long run and safer in the long run than to go under the knife and go, try and get it all done at one time it's just it's it, people we, we're too quick to go under the knife for everything nowadays now i i will say this right that i will give people who are in the limelight some grace as far as like you know why they might feel the need to do it you know because we're people that for the sake of this argument we're essentially nobodies to the public eye you know what i mean and all these nobodies out here getting bbls flying back from the dominican republic uh-huh nah, definitely but um but but that that being said right um 
you know, maybe we don't feel the pressures that celebrities feel to, uh, you know, to keep. Because like I said, everything yeah. I just mentioned about her having her life set up from the looks of it, you know, her having, you know, a family. It looks like her and, and DC Young Fly was fine financially, probably better than fine. And it still wasn't enough to to just, you know, to just not have to do that. Now, again, yeah. I'm sure there are pressures from the industry, whatever she was in, to keep her look. So she can keep, because I think she was on Wild and Out or yeah, something. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sure there are some pressures to that. But like you said, you know, I, I just hope this is a, a, a sign. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Um, a signal like, or something like that? A signal or like a, a sign to not, you know, go under the knife uh, for like minor things mm-hmm. that, you know, you might consider to be minor. But when it comes... Uh, when it comes down to it, it could be very, very risky. So definitely very, just a terrible, terrible, terrible news. Man. That's very true. RIP <clears throat> to that young lady. Hope the family uh, is, is you know, recovering well. And I know they're going to be grieving for a while, but, you know, nothing but love and strength to them. Hopefully yes, you know, for y'all to get past this loss. Yes, sir. But uh, let's go to a little bit of a, a little bit of more lighthearted category and uh, mm-hmm. talk about your boy DJ Academics. So apparently the DJ Academics show was on there was assigned to go to <clears throat> to the Roots picnic to do live and mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, interviewing I think Benny the Butcher. Um, no, he was interviewing yeah Benny the Butcher right? No, that was the that was um, the other one. Who was the other one? Who yeah, no, Freddie Gibbs. You know, he was, in, he was it, it, Freddie Gibbs. No, he the fuck wasn't. <laughs> he would never interview Freddie Gibbs, though. The article, I, I the article I, says uh, Freddie Gibbs, the Freddie Gibbs uh, piles misery on academics after only eight people attended his live podcast. Yeah, so he wasn't interviewing him. Oh, but... he wasn't interviewing him. Okay, well, either way, yeah, no, Fre- no, Freddie no, Gibbs, I, Freddie Gibbs was clowning him because of his his show brought in apparently no people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, no, I, so I, I barely could see. It's kind of hard to tell who he was interviewing, to be honest. Yeah. But it, it looked like he was just there with one of his, um, one of his mans, who's his, uh, Lil Boom. Yeah, Lil if Boom. If you follow, if you follow, you know, academics, you know Lil Boom, and uh, you definitely, uh, you know, know who that is. But um, yeah, so we seen these these video uh, images surface i believe it was last night mm-hmm. and it was like you said at the roots picnic on saturday night because i think there was a saturday and sunday uh yeah it was uh, a two-day joint. Yep. Mm-hmm. and uh if i'm not mistaken he was on uh, he was the headliner for the podcast stage which is very interesting um you know us as podcasters i think it's kind of crazy where podcasting is is heading yeah that somebody could be headlining a festival as a podcaster right you know what i mean so it, it, it kind of really is just an insane, uh, uh, you know, route that that's going and, and how big podcasting has gotten. I'm sure I'm not breaking ground with what I'm saying, but it really <laughs> is getting to a point where it, it's almost as big as being an artist, if not as big already yeah. as being an artist. Is. Sometimes it is, depending on who the podcast is. I have to say, just because so many artists have podcasts that are huge, like... It's. I would only classify that to people who were not artists previously, who are big with their podcast. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but again, even with our, even with people that are that are huge, like a lot of them are people who haven't been in music or who haven't been active in music in like 15 some years. So right. I guess you could still count them. Either way, yes, it's insane that a podcaster can pod can can headline a festival. It's insane that there is a podcast festival. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now, just to be fair, this was just a section of, of a festival, oh, yeah. just like a, a stage, better said. Yeah, you know, like like how they do in Coachella, where they'll have. But the fact you know, that set... a podcast can be on that type of festival yeah. on no, a stage sure. and still bring in any type of audience, you know what I'm saying? Like that is fucking wild to me. It's awesome, but it's fucking wild. Now we hope that uh, you know what we've seen was not. Uh, a sign of you know what's to come when it comes to podcasting and festivals because as i'm sure you guys already seen there was and we counted maybe around eight to nine people yeah allegedly there Mm -hmm. and um you know obviously academics is somebody who loves to criticize people when they fly particularly people who who go against him and you know he's a petty king and you know we we, we we appreciate that to an extent over here, mm-hmm. but um but that being said, you know he he has to also uh, uh, take it as well right now. You know regardless of what uh you know the logistics were, which is that, and this is very important, is that Uzi Vert was performing at the exact same time mm-hmm. as the academic show. Now obviously, I don't care if I'm an academics fan. If if Lil Uzi Vert. And academics is performing, and it's at a festival, and I'm drunk, and I'm probably doing all kinds of other drugs. Mm-hmm. Then I'm definitely about to go turn up to the Uzi show. Yeah, that's just what I'm about to do because he's one of he was one of the bigger artists that was on the headline. I think he came out and performed before Lauren Hill, which uh, you mentioned that uh, she brought um, the Fujis out. Yes, uh, um, at the at the at the con- at the um festival mm-hmm. so obviously you know big name with uzi going on at the same time that being said at the end of the day it doesn't matter like regardless of what the reason for it is it was an l for dj academics yeah. and um and, and and again i'm sure there's a lot of people who are you know rejoicing with it as you said you know you mentioned <laughs> our boy uh freddie gibbs in there there's, you know, a, there's a lot of that dave Chappelle hate 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 yeah. hate <laughs> No, 100%. And you know what? Like, to an extent, I can't really be too mad about it because, you know, academics, he was talking shit about Freddie uh, the last couple weeks, you know, with his baby mama being in porn and all kinds of shit. So it was uh, it was something that I feel like was warranted to an extent. You know what I mean? Like oh, you know, Patty, have... Freddie going to get that get back. He going to get sure. the get back. For sure. For sure. Freddie is, is a petty motherfucker yes, as well. Yes. So, again, you know, it was... It was expected, so it wasn't a surprise as as uh, it wasn't as surprising as it might have been if it was uh, maybe somebody else. But again, like I said, man, uh, you, you just gotta take academics. Like it is what it is, you know. If I'm not mistaken, he said this was his first live podcast he had ever done. He had never been on stage and whatever. But again, it must have, regardless of who he is and how he wants to say, it must have felt pretty kind of shitty mm-hmm. to, to to you know go out there and be excited to, you know, be in front of your fans and, mm. you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And then you see eight people. That is very true. I, w- I mean, I would, I mean, it's not us. Cause if I've been out there, even if it would have been eight people would have fuck with fucking Uzi Vert performing at the same time, I'd have been boosted the shit. I don't give a fuck. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. <laughs> but again, but it we ain't, don't, we don't, we, we ain't don't have him. millions of followers yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We don't have, we but, don't get, uh, ten thousand hey. consistent views on streams. We don't uh sometimes do everything academic. 
Sometimes, like you said, sometimes, like you said, motherfucker need to eat, sit down, eat a piece of that humble pie, uh-huh. and, and, and come up I, off his high horse to figure you ain't as you ain't as you ain't as hot as you thought you was in the, in the streets all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, for sure. And it's funny because like academics does like to have that uh, that bravado of like I'm the I'm the father of you know. Oh, that's the, that's the know, Jamaican in him. <laughs> Yo, know, probably you're actually, you're actually probably right about that. But he loves to, to, to and, and you know, to an extent, he has a point because if it wasn't for him, a lot of, you know, what people do in the hip hop space, they wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know, with the whole Chirac thing, you know, things like that, that kind of, that kind of, you know, was what started what people do you yeah. know, to an extent. Yeah, so. like who, who's been doing it longer? Who did it before him? Like, just like, you know, the, the whole hip hop spectrum news and all the other shit, like, and bringing it to you all the artist shit. And like, not many people was doing it to the level that DJ Academics was doing it as long as he's been doing it. You know, he's bur- yeah. like, I mean, I hate to say, I hate to give him the credit, where, but you got to give credit <laughs> where credit is due. The nigga did birth some of the shit that is going on right now. No, and I mean, like, again, we are a kind of a byproduct of DJ academics also. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like he was one of the people that influenced us to start doing this type of shit. So like, you, sure. you got to give the man his credit, but also you like, man, sit back and eat that humble pie. Don't complain. I don't want to hear you coming and bitching about it and coming online talking about, oh, well, it was blah, blah, blah. And so I, you know, I could do this and I could do that, but it don't even matter nah dog just go ahead take that l learn from that l like most other people do and just reincorporate it into something when you need to do it you gotta do it you know what i'm saying like that's all you gotta do that's no that's a fact that's a fact and you know i i, I seen him online and uh he, he had like a little stream after the fact yeah and again he was copping all kinds of pleas but towards the end he did eventually just own it and was like you know what it is what it is. Yeah, it was an L, and it is what it is. So exactly, you know, it was it was kind of uh, again, it, you know, whenever whenever somebody talks a lot of shit, it is kind of uh, it feels good to watch, you know, on some hey 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 shit. Yeah, so that shit to go down <clears throat> down the drain. But again, you know, he'll he'll be all right. He'll bounce back, and I'm sure everything will be good. So it's oh yeah, good. no, he'll he'll be perfectly fine. By next week, they'll be laughing this off. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. already I'm I'm positive. No, yeah. that's just what's gonna happen. I mean, you know, he, I don't even need to say good luck to that nigga. He'll be all right. <laughs> it's, it's just funny to pull some shit up that we can kind of clown him for a second, though. But oh, I mean, yeah, no. All, again, all, all I, due respect, with all, res- with all due respect, I have no respect. Oh, there you go. <laughs> say less. Say all right. Less. And uh, keeping it on the Roots picnic, um, like you said before, Ms. Lauren Hill performed. She closed out the jump, and she brought Proswell, and she brought Wyclef Jean on stage. So it was the first ever official reunion of the Fugees. I think 20 years, 22 years maybe, uh, mm. since the the score came out, which was their second album, but their biggest album, uh, the album that everybody knows them from. You know the foo la la la. Mm. That's the way that we got when we doing nothing. Everybody knows that. Everybody goes killing him softly. Mm. All that shit is the same album. Everybody knows that album. Classic shit. I would have died to see this performance because what they showed on Instagram looked vicious as shit. Oh yeah. Uh, they did. Um, I forgot exactly what they did. Oh no, they did. They did. Ula, they did Fuji La, from and at least that. At least in that little clip. I don't know what else they performed because obviously I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. I heard it was vicious. Everybody was like, "Wow, this is like hip hop and history in the making." Blah blah blah. But you know they had to get one more in, and I'm petty for even saying it in this nice joyous thing because Proswell is about to go to jail. <laughs> for fucking taking money from China or getting money, for, I don't know. Had to do with something, get somebody in or out of China. Money came from a foreign land. They said, "Skirt, nope, you're wrong." 
got to go to jail. So, mm-hmm. of course, they had to get this reunion in no matter where it was going to be. And, and honestly, the Roots picnic, if not Summer Jam, would have been two of the best places to fucking have it happen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I think Roots picnic, I'm sure, uh, was the perfect spot to do this. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's always kind of been the... Uh, I don't know. It's always kind of fit that vibe with it being uh, a Roots picnic. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it that, that style fits. of hip-hop, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So definitely, I'm sure that the crowd... Loved it, you know what oh, I mean? Because again, sure. when it comes when it comes to, to festivals and when it comes to performances in general, uh, who the crowd is mm-hmm. matters a lot, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, and, and it's funny that's one of the things that academics was kind of mentioning was that it was a it was a much older crowd mm-hmm. than you're expecting to see. Uh, typically at, at these festivals, you know what I mean? True. It was a much older crowd. Well, I mean, said, obviously with the style of music that it is, yeah, it's always, it's kind of, it's kind of like the Northern Essence Fest at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always been an older type crowd because of the type of music that it is. Not many of the younger crowd, especially nowadays, really rock with the most Defs and the Talib Qualies and the Lauren Hills and all of the people that might be on stage down there. Although I did hear that Meg Thee Stallion uh, no, that was sorry. That was Essence Fest. Make the Stallion was at Essence Fest, so maybe there'll be some younger performers. Obviously, Uzi Vert yeah, was Uzi there, Vert. but I mean, Uzi Vert's a hometown hero, so yeah, he's sure, gonna be sure. there. You know what I'm saying? But who yeah. knows? Who knows who else is gonna be at the Roots picnic from then on? I don't know man. anybody else who performed that weekend, so I'm sorry. But let, let me tell you, man, I seen it was a state property reunion as well. Oh so, shit! Again, that's how you know they might have to change it to Wash Fest. You know what I mean? <laughs> You had the Fuji's, you had motherfucking state property reunion. So it was just a bunch of reunions going on that weekend. And again, what better place to do it than in Philly? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So damn, that that show sounds like it was lit. Yo, it really does. Hold on, I'm I'm about to see. Um, I looked up who was on the bill, and it should just. Why don't you just give me a list? Okay, so the lineup. Oh Lord, Usher, Lauren Hill, Uzi Vert. Uh, was this Soul Aquarians featuring Roy Ayers and the Isley Brothers? That's mm. some old shit right there, boy. Black Thought, uh, featuring Busta Rhymes and Eve, Ari Lennox, Lucky Day, City Girls, Maverick City, Glorilla, DJ Drama, Kindred and the Family. So now that's some old shit too. Uh, State <laughs> Property Reunion. Whew, boy, man, that joint, that joint looked bomb as shit. I might have to go to the next one. Nigga, that shit sound like some shit that. I'm mad I didn't take that what three hour drive to Philly to go see. You know what I'm saying? It's only a two hour drive, but yeah, I I was I'm upset because I don't know because sometimes mm, I don't know. It's, you always pick and choose when you go to festivals and stuff, and I don't know. I try. Well, the thing is, I tried to go to that festival where they were doing the thing with the the Foo Fighters. That's the reason I didn't go to the Roots picnic because that was coming right. up at the end of this month. Now I found out who I was supposed to get the ticket from. I'm not going to get the ticket from, so I'm all oh, type shit. of pissed about this. Hell but yeah. I don't want to bring my sadness into the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Moment of silence for no bull for the for the fallen Foo Fighters. For the fallen Foo Fighters. <laughs> but yeah, this don't look like it was ridiculously good. I'm I'm gonna yeah. have to go to the next one because I know my boy's been to at least two of them. He went to the first one and I think the third one. Mm. And he said them joints were just vicious all the way around. And it's only a two hour drive. All you gotta do is really worry about who the fuck you gonna park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. I I definitely probably want to do something like that because i've fucking driven all the way up to new york for oh, yeah. summer jam mm-hmm. so you know i always 
called Summer Slam, Summer Jam, Summer Slam, and Summer Slam, Summer Jam. That is hilarious. Which uh, you know, so far apart. <laughs> so far apart. Oh, so speaking apart. of Summer Slam, and I know it has nothing to do with Summer Slam at all, but it's because it was a wrestling clip, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it was like one of them little—I don't want to say like backyard jumps, but it's like one of them joints you go to, like the little, the the fucking the 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 moose lodge. You go to the auditorium and they got the shit set up and chairs and shit, right? Mm-hmm. This man, he goes on the top rope and he goes to do a little backflip on dude, right? First thing you see, dude. Dude, dude, before he even flips, right? The man hits the cross. I was like, you, that's right, boy. This man did about a half a flip too much and landed on his head. Like his head, his head was like, his head was like this, but then his neck was like that and his body was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh it was like, he God. was just laid back like that. Like it was just fucked up, right? And the dude, he stops. And he's not moving, but you can obviously see that something has shifted in his shoulders, right? And he's like trying to move and shit like that, and he can't he can't really move. I was like, this nigga just paralyzed himself in front of all these people and nobody's rushing to his aid. Tell me why the opponent comes, gets on top of him, lifts his leg up, one, two, three. I was like, nigga, he's dying. <laughs> you gonna pin this nigga and he's dying. <laughs> Now, to be fair, hold on. Was this like WWE shit? No, or? no, no. This was like like it was like low, wrestling? low, low level. Like I said, like you go to the auditorium in the Moose Lodge, oh, gotcha, and these motherfuckers gotcha. are performing in there, but they still now, got the bouncy shit. To be fair, right? I, I believe that in wrestling, they kind of to save like the the match or to make it you know to, to make it not just end randomly. Yeah. Uh, they kind of tell them, oh, just just pin them and get, make make sure the fight's over because I'm sure. That fight was not supposed to end at that point, right? There, oh, you know I don't I mean? think it was supposed to. Cause... You know what I mean? So it probably was like a, a, a like a quick decision to be like, oh shit, like let me just pin this nigga so he can get some help and make sure I don't body slam this nigga on his neck after that shit. Oh my god! And he said, "Oh my!" Fr- I said this to my friend who's the wrestling expert, and he said, "Dude kicked out." I was like, "Dude kicked out of what?" Out of fucking paralysis, paralysis. He kicked out. <laughs> he said he kicked out. I don't remember seeing anybody kick out. <laughs> I don't remember seeing. Yo, shit. if that nigga kicked out, then he man, listen. I'm, that, a, I'm about to it. send it to you because I know you're not gonna be able to see it through this damn camera. <laughs> Yo, Yo, that nah. is this, crazy. This joint, like he, I don't know how in the world and if y'all ever see this clip lord jesus help you it's hard to watch at first but like i don't see not nah, well maybe they ended it too fast for this somebody to see the click out like this man climbs up on the top rope hits the cross and then bounces back at about ha- oh oh yeah he about half too much and his oh i'll send it to you, you just, mm. oh. that just sounds insane i can only watch this twice i'm mean, three times that's it <laughs> I don't I don't do well with shit like that though. Okay. No, nah, I feel you. I went through my Even phase the- where I saw all them little crazy videos online and all type of shit and I was like, you know what? I don't have a stomach for this type of shit. <laughs> Bro, did you ever watch the show on um you sent it to me on, on Instagram? Yeah. Did you ever watch the show on uh I believe it was MTV? It's called Scarred. Nah, I've never heard of it. My nigga, it was essentially oh let me watch this. Oh, see, get the fuck out of here! Straight silence, dog. Mm-hmm. Yo, I see somebody in the crowd with covering their hands, like yo, hands with the mouth. <laughs> and he's the homeboy just slid right up in there, grabbed his leg, and said one, two, three. Uh, you know what? Maybe in a different video finishes, 
God damn. Uh, but that was, he took I, I don't understand how he was still alive on that joint. Yo, you know that was... These these moments are what make atheists, bro. <laughs> my, my man did the the Father, Son, Holy Spirit <laughs> proceeded to break his neck. <laughs> Yo, that is wild. We have an atheist in the making. Bro. No bull, son. No bull. Oh my Yo. god. Imagine how dog. No, in all seriousness though, imagine you saying, God, please protect me from this. Make sure I don't hurt myself. And you do what you do, and then you just two seconds later, your neck is done, fucking dislocated. Like, mm, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, God, <laughs> we need to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. It's like you told me, dog, if I just talk to you for a little bit before I do something, you gonna you gonna get my back. Hell no, nah. what you say about that? You snapped your back. <laughs> uh huh. Apparently, you did like, something. I just be like. Nigga, you just did a 360 flip on your neck. What did you expect to happen? I can only do so much. <laughs> God, Pretty much. That's what I feel like God be saying all the time. Like, I can only do so much. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm sure God has told me that a couple times. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm sure somewhere along the line, God has been like, dog, I can only do so much. I know I'm God, but like. I feel like he's looking I down only... on our country and just be like, I can only do so much. <laughs> oh, nigga. <laughs> If there was anything to explain America right now, Ooh, Lord. It's, it's God saying, I can only do so much because y'all niggas just <laughs> No bull. So I, I wanted to go ahead and save this for more towards the middle of the episode. So, and then this is, I brought this up purely because one of your favorite artists is involved in this. But mm-hmm. uh, Danny Brown, the rapper, says that Childish Gambino tour was one of the worst tours ever. And I'm going mm-hmm. to proceed to read what he said. Okay, now just just to for for viewers, I have never heard this, so it's gonna be a first impression. Now I just want to preface it by saying I do like both, but I I like Charles Gambino more. But I'm just go ahead. <laughs> okay, during a recent episode of the Danny Brown Show, uh, he he spoke he spoke about his experience supporting Donald Glover, explaining how he cried like a little bitch after getting booed by his fans. I mean, shit, man, Charles Gambino. He began. I remember when I first did uh, Toxic. People weren't really fucking with Childish Gambino like that uh, around that time. Because I remember when he asked me to go on tour, my manager at the time was like, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, hell yeah, fuck that. I'm trying to get on the road, which was, I will say, that was like the worst tours I've ever played. They hated my guts every night. I was getting booed off stage. I remember I was crying one night, crying crocodile tears like a little bitch sitting in, in some diner. We had some hoes with us and everything. I ain't even want to do. <laughs> I ain't even want to do with the bitches, man. I'm like, they hate me, man. This shit sucks. I'm real trash. Danny Brown also um, talked about how his music uh, being different to Childish Gambino's and how uh, impressed he was by many by his many talents. He said they was hating my ass, dog. Like that whole entire tour. He said, but then, but when I look back at it, our music's so different. Like I was coming from a whole different perspective than he was coming on. But then, uh, then I got into the studio and I'm like, oh no, this nigga is dope. <laughs> so I would say more than anything that I've been impressed by people that I didn't think uh, were like that. He's just an all-around talented motherfucker in that sense. I'd be jealous of them two motherfuckers too. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't a shot at Gambino. It sounds, from what it sounds like, is you know pretty much what he just said that it was you know it wasn't the right crowd for a Danny Brown. Yeah. Uh, with, with Donald Glover, aka Gambino, because I'm curious as to what tour that was, because I've gone to see 
Childish Gambino both times that uh, uh that he's came to the area. So I'm, I'm curious, maybe maybe it was the first one because I don't I don't think he had an opening act the second time I came, but I could be wrong. But, it uh, looks like maybe it was 2012 because he said he did the, the toxic okay. song and that was released in 2012. There you go. I went to that concert then, but I don't. I'm, I must have. I don't know. I don't really remember. Uh, Probably came the late. opening act. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like fuck Probably. this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Danny. Brown. Who the fuck is Danny Brown? <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was. Yeah. That sounds like something I would have said in 2012, 2013, because I don't think I knew who Danny Brown was, and I probably would have been like, nigga, I want to see Childish Gambino, which, you know, one, let me just say this very random thing right now, mm-hmm. that when I went to that concert, I, I, you know what, that's not true, because I remember I got there early, I got there oh. early because I was still on my stand shit, you know what I mean, so I was like the top 10 people in line to get in, so I could be, you know, close to the state. To stage or whatever, because it was at the Fillmore. Oh, okay. So, so I get there, and then I turn around, right? I turn mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. and then the fucking this dude with a hoodie's walking by, and he makes eye contact with me, and he goes like this, "Nigga, it was Charles Gambino." Oh shit! <laughs> but but I wasn't the only person to to uh, peep that it was him, because uh-huh. then after a while, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Charles Gambino." And then everybody, he kind of just went into the arena. So he, yeah. I've never seen that happen where the artist went in through like the front kind of. I've never seen kinda, that either. It was kind of like a crazy moment, but uh, it was a really dope concert. Again, I don't remember the Danny Brown part. <laughs> I might have been getting drinks at the time. I don't know what was going on. Pre-gaming you know I mean? for the record for the real show. Pro- probably. <laughs> so- sounds about right. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, you know, I like both artists. I think both artists are pretty dope, pretty creative, but they are different. And, you know, it kind of sucks because, you know, you could be a fan of somebody and y'all music just might not mesh well. And yeah. I think that this is what that was. Because I'm sure it sounds like Gambino was a fan of of, of Danny Brown. Yeah. And he probably thought, yo, let, let's let's bring him on tour. Let's, you know, vibe out, maybe make some music. But I guess it just didn't work out. And my man Danny Brown caught the short end of the stick, man. Yeah. It'd be like, what, Tyler, the creator, and Drake going on tour together? Ah. Uh... Yeah, probably a little different. No, no, I know Danny Brown like, weird, weird though. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to think of uh, like us because I think that might still work. It, it might be like, um, damn, it might be like, like Erica Badu and like Glorilla. That might work better than you thought, than you think. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> you might be right. I'll take that back. Oh man! All right, well, like you showed this to me right before we got on, but Gunna got a new song, and everybody's hating on it apparently, right? Well, no, well, all right. So here's the thing about that, right? Okay. The fans, aka the civilians, aka the people on Instagram, Mm -hmm. the people who are who buy albums, who go to concerts, who you know, who ultimately make or break an artist. Mm They're fucking with it. They're okay. thinking, okay, Gunna's, you know, brought back because you know, you heard the song. Yeah. If you like if you like Gunna, it's not a bad sound, song. It's not it sounded it sounded pretty good. Now, what people aren't liking, and by people I mean quote unquote street street folks, quote unquote people who are, you know, maybe uh involved with YSL, is what he's saying on the song, which is pretty much he came out and pretty much cleared the rumors, clear what's going on. And of course, he did this while still being uh, very uh, 
you know, um, not direct with what he was saying. But nonetheless, he did come out and sp- spoke a little bit, essentially saying, you know, he would never switch on his brothers, essentially calling out a few people, mm-hmm. being Dirk, being the baby who, you know, they out- outed him once uh, the-, the snitching shit came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, man, you know, so pretty much he, he came out and said that uh, he got tricked into saying what he said. You know what I mean? Of course, that's what you're going to say. But pretty much one of the lines is, you know, uh, lawyers and, and and the judge tricked me with something. And pretty much he's saying he got tricked into doing that. But he said that all that being said, essentially he said that nobody's going to go to jail based off his testimony. So essentially it could be that, you know, he, he nobody gets sent to jail because of gunner. So he did hmm. technically didn't snitch. It depends. It depends on how it goes. You know what I mean? I'm sure we'll get more clarity on this, but man, you know, we were talking about this briefly before, but it yeah. kind of, it kind of just shows the hypocrisy on the whole snitch thing. You know what I mean? And it's funny because academics mentioned this way early on when, uh, when uh, Gunna first came out and, 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 you know, quote unquote snitched on, on YSL or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, people hated Takashi. So they, they couldn't there's no they always brought up the uh the snitch card when it came to him afterwards mm-hmm. but people love gunna like when he got locked up dog he was one of the hottest artists out like in rap no question he was one of the biggest names in rap and people loved him he was a loved person uh personality uh, quite opposite of what of what takashi was mm-hmm. so you know what i mean and and i do agree with academics is that i do feel like people selectively politic when they want to stand on, you know, uh, morals or whatever you want to call it. In this case, being street morals. But very again, true. very true. Uh, he one of the things that that Gunner points out is that the baby, I'm sorry, not the baby, but little baby, mm-hmm. you know, caught him a rat and you know, or unfollowed him or some shit like that on Instagram. And supposedly, one of his right hand mans not only ratted on somebody. But also got his man killed or something like that. Oh, got, oh. Know, baby's man killed. So pretty much he's saying like, yo, you calling me a rat, but you you right hands man's with a rat and somebody who killed your own homie. So it's kind of like mm. he kind of pretty much was taking shots at him, even though, right, even though when academics posted that with uh, as the caption, Gunner commented on the post and said that that's cap, that that's not true. So mm. I don't know. These niggas love to say little, you know, hidden messages and, mm-hmm. and songs and then, you know, throw rocks and then hide their hand type shit. And they quick to tell, they quick to, to, to label somebody without knowing the entire story anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, look, I personally, I was always a Gunner fan before all the snitching shit happened. And, you know, honestly, I don't know how I feel about listening to his music now because it depends on what kind of music he makes. You know what I mean? Like, and again, it, it depends on how it all shapes out. It depends if Young Thug goes to jail you know, a lot, a lot of that all depends, and but 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 I'll tell you what I think most people won't care, and I I do think that Gunner's is gonna still be a successful artist. Yeah, he may not get very many features and shit like that until later yeah. on, but like no, nah, he's gonna be a he's gonna be fine. He'll be a successful artist because <clears throat> like like you said, as long as the the civilians are still fucking with him, that's yeah. all that really fucking matters. Yeah, for sure. So. It ain't it ain't it ain't gonna be something that's gonna hurt his pockets. Mm-mm. He might have to, you know, watch his back a little bit when he moves around a little bit more. Again, depending on oh, what it happens. might hurt his pockets though, because now he can't do festivals if other artists are involved that won't want him there. 
You yeah, know what I'm saying? Or we'll, or we'll campaign true. against him being there. So, like, you know, true. possible festival money and shit like that, which is big money, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And absolutely. then touring with other people, like, that always brings in more money. But uh-huh. who, who's going to tour with him now? That's no, the that's, main question. That's that's very true. And um, obviously, him being an Atlanta artist and, mm, yeah. and him, you know, potentially having snitched on Atlanta royalty being young thug mm-hmm. atlanta loves young thugs so it's kind of going to be like yo like who who are you going to perform with now who are you going to tour with it, like you said you know where is this money going to come from so you're right you know his pockets are going to be hurt at least a little bit mm-hmm. um and i don't know it's just it's just going to be an interesting saga to watch definitely, uh we definitely. also just seen young thugs brother who has the most craziest name ever or nickname at least which is unfunk and that's U-N-F-O-O-N-K, Unfunk. You know, I just, I don't even want to know. No, I mean. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I felt. But he, uh, apparently, he had just done 11 years, came home. Then he got caught up with the whole Rico case. He pled out. And he violated probation, like, less than, less than six months later. Oh got God. caught with a gun. And then today got sentenced to nine and a half years for violating his probation. Jesus Christ. Nine and a half years. Now, mind you, I'm sure the probation was like maybe five years at the most. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe. I'm sure. And now this nigga is going to go do nine and a half years in prison after he was just out, after he had just got out of the whole Rico shit. So it really is just some crazy shit, dog. Motherfuckers are—they go against their own best interests every fucking time. It doesn't. I, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. You, you want to be out, you don't want to be locked in, but you keep doing the stuff that you know is gonna guarantee you going back in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know everyone's man, so. situation is different, and I'm not trying. You know, talk bad, talk this, talk that, but like, yo, <clears throat> motherfuckers, if you want to get, if you get out, stay out at least for a little while. You know, don't go right mm-hmm. the fuck back in, but. Yeah, exactly, man. And, and the truth is, you know, a lot of these people are, you know, so caught up in that life that that's the only shit that they know. It's second mm-hmm. nature to them. And uh, again, that's not an excuse, but it is something that I think you got to consider yeah. when looking at these cases, when people love to say, oh, why doesn't he just stop doing that? Why doesn't he just stop doing that? Well, a lot of times this is all that they know. You know what I mean? And and Facts. I do feel like that does matter to an extent. So, you know, it just kind of kind of just a crazy all around story. Again, this is going to be like the most craziest shit that an artist of the caliber of Young Thug, of the heights of popularity of Young Thug, could potentially spend decades in prison. No bull. So. That's, mm. well, you know, prayers up for everybody. Yes, sir. I think we I think we brought it up on the show before. I don't know. Maybe we did. Maybe we did. I don't know. DJ Envy and Rick Ross have been going back and forth at each other over mm-hmm. this damn differences between their car shows. <laughs> And in the end, Ross's junk is for rich niggas and Envy's Jones is for family. <laughs> That's really the only difference. I don't know who's got more cars, who's got, you know, different cars, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. That's not the important part. The important part is that these two grown ass motherfuckers are going back and forth online <laughs> talking dumb shit about each other. Mm-hmm. And each other's car show, and it's there's no rhyme or reason behind it. And I blame yeah. Ross because Ross started it. <laughs> he got on Drink Champs, start talking bullshit. Of course, Envy got on the radio, start talking cash bullshit. 
and it's been going on and on for like two weeks and i'm just like you know what like at this point y'all need to talk it out like and, and find out why ross came for you and whatever whatever you know what i'm saying but of course ross's man gunplay got to get caught up in the mix Mm-hmm. Uh, Envy did breathe one. Envy was the one that brought his name into it, saying that he had a GoFundMe, but didn't put anything else behind it. So, like you know, no no real businesses out there just know that he needed some help or something. Got a GoFundMe, and it worked. Whatever, whatever. Essentially, he brought it up because he was saying, "If that's your man, why'd you let? Why'd he even have to do a GoFundMe?" There you go. Thank you for clarifying the shit that I wasn't clarifying. <laughs> so. Of course, Gunplay asked want to get in the mix. Him, Envy, and Charlemagne have this conversation over the phone. And it sounded like it was a pretty, you know, amenable com- conversation. A very healthy conversation, blah, blah, blah. And then Gunplay go ahead and get online and start talking all this bullshit. about oh, Envy bringing up this and Envy bringing up that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, first of all, that's not how the conversation that y'all had went at all. Second, no, let me, let me stop it right there because mm. that's actually not how it happened because... Mm. They got on the phone and he recorded a conversation. Oh, yeah. And he started uh-huh. saying all that shit while he was recording. And what he said was, I guess, that they had previously spoken before and that the energy wasn't the same. Uh, but I guess that I don't I don't I'm not sure why they even spoke about it again. But pretty much he spoke about it and he was saying pretty much saying, like, yo, you know, I smacked the shit out you. Right. And, oh, I thought and this I, was some dumb shit he did by himself on Instagram. No, 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 and and also to clarify, my bad, my bad. Um, no, that's all good. <laughs> to clarify, um, what 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 the GoFundMe was for was something relating to uh, his daughter, play, his daughter, yeah, who had some kind of issue, and uh, you know, and, and and I can understand being upset about somebody bringing up something that they have no idea what you know, and it's essentially being used as collateral damage to something that's pretty pointless essentially. yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i i i kind of again i i agree with uh gunplay being upset about it but i just don't agree with the whole you know spazzing out while recording and then posting it and then using the the whole thing of you know he said this publicly so he wants a public apology from you know from envy or what or whatnot but again that to me that was lame you know yeah, what i mean completely it was super lame uh you know any nigga who records shit <clears throat> records the conversation it just it, it looks like you're doing it to like you're trying know, to be it, sneaky about something say it again like you're trying to be sneaky you're trying to have evidence or something yeah exactly and and it just it, it just it just looks whack you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day and um i don't know man like I get that Envy was wrong for bringing him into this conversation without maybe having reached out to him first, mm-hmm. even though this is Rick Ross's man. So I don't know how that would have went. But nonetheless, you know, I feel like anytime you speak on another man, you kind of have to, you know, be ready to deal with what comes with it. True. But like, it was just like a really bitch move to start to my I smack the, sh- the taste out your mouth or whatever the fuck it was that he said. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. If y'all had already had a conversation, then that was pointless. And you just yeah. you just performing for the camera yeah. so you can look tougher than you actually were in that conversation. And I love the fact that both Charlemagne and Envy called him out on that bullshit. Cause sometimes like Envy will call somebody out on some shit, but Charlemagne won't say nothing. So it doesn't look like Envy was correct about the situation about that. Yeah. But in this situation, because he actually spoke up and was like, Yeah, that was unnecessary, blah, blah, blah. So you know, he was completely out, out of pocket for it, especially if they'd already talked on the phone before and then called Facts. back with the attitude. 
Yeah, no, facts. And again, it, it just seemed like you said, I think you used the perfect word. It, it's very performative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it just, it seemed like a, like a bullshit ass move. You know what I mean? Like a, like a, almost like a bully kind of, but not even really bully because you didn't come with that energy from the beginning. You know what I mean? Well, so, I mean, isn't that the energy that Gunplay kind of came into the industry on? Like he was kind of like trying to be a bully to people, always starting fights and shit until it was it that he got knocked the fuck out by somebody? I'm not sure to be honest. Or but, did he but, knock somebody the fuck out? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really I, to be honest. I'm really not sure. Mm. But regardless of all that, right? You know, this is somebody who's a family man now. Mm-hmm. This is somebody you know who you know apparently has you know kids, wife, and all that, and is older. And just in 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 general, is just an older person. And I feel like even if that is the energy came in the game on, like come on, dog. Like, at this point, you know, it really is no reason to to bring that that kind of energy into into anything you're doing really mm-hmm. exactly so oh shit yeah he got knocked out in a tampa club by somebody called chic not chic luch not chic luch all right y'all so we're gonna go on to the next topic here again unfortunately another uh arrest in this case um so for those of you that don't know uh javante davis who uh, just recently fought Ryan Garcia in one of the bigger fights of this year so far up to this point. Uh, and honestly, probably will be for most part of the year because I think that was a pretty big fight that everybody was watching. That was a huge watching. fight. Mm-hmm. Huge fight uh, up to the to the levels of a, of a um, Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder type of uh, fight. Oh, yeah. And it, and it brought in, you know, brought in the Latinos, brought in, you know, the black people brought in just all honestly, all fans of boxing, or even just people that even weren't really fans of boxing, just because they had a lot. Sometimes of, you just want to see a good fight. You want to see a good fight, but also Tank and Ryan are both very, very popular on social media, mm-hmm. which uh, again played a huge role in that fight. But again, uh, Tank Davis won that fight. Was one of the uh, pound for pound fighters uh, in the world, and and just honestly one of the better fighters out at this point. And, of course, he had to mess all that up by having a hit-and-run come back and haunt his ass mm. uh, from the past. Now, this wasn't that long ago. I think it was only, like, 20, like uh, 2020, I want to say, is when it happened. Damn. And it was a hit-and-run incident. Now, hit-and-runs are never good because it shows that you left a scene that you know you did something wrong. So regardless of what your, what your argument is going to potentially be, you decided to leave after you did something wrong. You wanted to get away with it. So, you know what I mean? It just, it's never going to look good. Yeah. But in this case, he was lucky and got house arrest, right? He The judge told him, you have to stay within your apartment complex, uh, that, you know, whatever, right? But he gave him strict rules as to what he had to do. I'm not sure for how long. I'm pretty sure it was probably only, like, I, I, I want to say it was like 60 days, so mm-hmm. two months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Couldn't leave his house on, unless it was for, like, probably going to, like, the doctor or going to something. But he was yeah. on house arrest, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the nigga violated that shit probably less than two. I think it had he got sentenced, like, a week or, or two ago. So he wasn't even in there for two, three weeks, <laughs> dog. Before Before he violated, they had an impromptu, impromptu, improp fucking court setup and essentially they were like yeah no you're gonna have to do 30 days in jail so Jesus. pretty much right now as we speak 
Javante Davis is in a Baltimore County jail as we speak. Ugh. Now, obviously, he's famous. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's in PC. Probably isn't worried about much. And even if he wasn't in PC, he is a hometown hero who's locked up in a Baltimore County. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean he wouldn't face any problems in jail, but it does mean that most people, most people probably fuck with him and wouldn't want to do no, 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 no uh, damage to him or nothing like that. So, no, I don't think any, I don't know anybody in their right mind that would actually want to step to him because they know he got hands. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. He also has uh, dynamites on as hands you know right I mean, so. I mean he probably has like like back in the day had to sign them joints away as weapons you know what i'm saying like oh yeah no for i'm sure. sure he there's something in like his clauses where like even if he was against a fight in jail he couldn't like like punch punch you know what i'm saying like because he would yeah. probably kill a nigga you know what i'm saying like oh yeah no absolutely so yeah man it was just it, it was just unfortunate that you know he was even in that situation it really is it, it sucks that athletes and and stars and like y'all, oh y'all are just fucking up y'all shit. And it's like you can see it's like the pure, the purer, the most pure talents are the ones that seem to be fucking up the most right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm sure we could blame a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it comes down to just being responsible. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Knowing, knowing what you have in front of you. Uh, knowing to not mess it up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and just knowing to keep your nose clean, you know, and and I think that that's why, and I hate to just completely switch. It was not really switching topics, but that's why somebody like LeBron, <laughs> I feel like, deserves much more credit than he gets, is because he has never, I have never, ever, ever, never heard of some kind of uh, messy situation going on with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Not once. The most that we've heard wasn't even involving him. It was involving his mom mm-hmm. with Delonte West. Yep. I don't know if y'all remember that, yep. but we're not going to dive into that because I, I don't even know if that was true or not. But again, there's been no no crazy shit going on with LeBron. He's one of the biggest names in the world right now, the biggest celebrities in general in the world. People all over the world know who LeBron is, and he's been able to honestly keep the cleanest image that he could possibly keep. And, uh, you know, still with his wife, no cheating scandals, no nothing. So it's a lot I, easier to go through life not causing your own problems. Oh, yeah. Now, I wish we would all, we would all follow that logic. Yeah. I mean, it's but, very simple. It's, it seems so simple, right? Just, you know, don't do not do dumb shit. Like, that was going to cause you problems. But, I mean, we all do dumb shit. It's just different levels of dumb shit that we do. Mm-hmm. But when and you, again, I'm not, when not, you, saying, yeah. not saying that LeBron don't do dumb shit. Oh, but yeah. I will say I will say this though the dumb shit that LeBron does has not cost him any money at all. Nope. Okay. Nope. Now, now there's people out there, your John Moran to the world, you know what I mean, who probably lost on a couple dozen a couple millions of dollars uh because of their decisions and mm-hmm. shit like that. Now granted, I understand LeBron is I think he's already 40 already, or he's very close to 40. Mm-hmm. And John Morant is like 23. Now I get that that is a big gauge gap, but still, man, like, come on. Gotta, I mean, he, LeBron had the same shit to face that John Morant has to face now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Same shit. I mean, it's like, we look back in the day, motherfuckers continually got in trouble. Mike Tyson. 
Yeah, but it was still yeah, on no, top of right. his game. So you know, as long as this is like the little, the little bit that he lets his he lets his shit slide, he'll be fine. But I mean, if he's gonna continually get into trouble off some dumb shit like this, then he's gonna like he's re- that's when he's really gonna start cutting into his money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because them yeah. boxing, them boxing. Uh, I don't want to call them studios, and I want to call them houses. But you know, the niggas that do the big promotions, like you know, Golden Boy and all that other shit. Oh, that, like the promotions. The yeah. promotions. Yeah, they they're not gonna deal with that shit, but for but for so long. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like nowadays, especially in boxing, they have less less tolerance for it than they've ever had. Actually, honestly, I I, I kind of maybe not, that, maybe not. I, I don't think so because at the end of the day, all that matters is if people tune in. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if and, your man and, keeps getting money, if your man keeps getting arrested and he's not making you no money, y'all can't promote him. Y'all can't get him on fights because he can't stay out of trouble. Like if he gets on house arrest again, he can't go. You know, to fucking to the gym, or maybe he can get a special thing to go to the gym, but he can't go out of state to go fucking box. Whether it's in New York, whether it's in Vegas, nowhere, nowhere the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying that's gonna yeah. that's gonna interrupt his money flow. So, but that's if he continually has these issues down the road, like John right. Morant seems to want to do. Hmm. Oh yeah, man. But like right yeah. now, I say just keep it, keep it right here, keep it simple to this one little infraction, this one little major infraction, and then you be golden. Because I mean, like they said, oh, you got sit for sixty days because you couldn't do your, you couldn't sit for sixty days inside. All right, cool, sit your ass down for sixty days, learn your lesson, come back better. Don't come back and just keep doing the same shit over and over again. That's mm-hmm. that's all I really want to see. Oh yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm old nigga. You. I'm tired of watching these young niggas go in here and fuck up their shit because they want to act gangster. Duh, and, and honestly, again, like we've seen the last uh, few years now, to be honest, the only one, like, keeping a gangster is so stupid right now because you're, you're going to be the only one out here keeping a gangster. Facts. Everybody else is watching out for their own. Everybody else is, is not being solid. So you, if you think you're out here being solid and doing street shit, well, you're going to be the only motherfucker out here being, being solid and doing street and shit. you're so going to be the of- only one caught held hanging a bag. Exactly, and instead of so instead of being you know a solid street nigga, be a solid fucking family man. There you, know you go. I mean? There you go. Be a solid son, brother, whatever the fuck. Exactly. You know I mean? Work on that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that note, that actually closes out the episode for today. We did think ahead, uh, and we did uh, think about suggestions for today. So, sir, do you have one? Yes, sir. Now I'm gonna suggest an artist to y'all, just because I'm sure that. Our, our our audience probably doesn't know this uh, uh, list, uh, artist, but it's this guy named Beso Pluma right now. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you heard of him yet? Mm-mm. So he is like, uh, so right now, a lot of like uh, Mexican regional music is like popping right now, which is kind of crazy. Okay. I don't know. So like, I'm talking about like ridiculous numbers, like Bad Bunny numbers. Oh, damn. Right. Now, the, the, one of the people leading the pack is this guy named Peso Bruma, and he got this song uh, that he did, and it's crazy because it, it's not—it doesn't have a name. It's just like Studio Session Fifty Five or something. Right, that's the name. And, uh, and <laughs> oh, what'd you say? I said that's the name. Then fuck it. That's the name. There, there, there you go. That's the name. Volume Fifty Five. So there you go. Uh, but it's a really dope, really dope song. He, I think he gives a a very interesting. Because these are songs that were like, have always existed in the Mexican culture. They're called corridos, but they've never been like hip and fly and like talking, you know, shit that young people might fuck with. Okay. And I feel like he's found a way to slickly make that music sound fly. You know what I mean? So 
for that reason, I would say, you know, check out Peso Pluma. Even if you aren't a Latino or a Spanish speaking person, I think you'll find you'll find some some good in, in the song. And again, uh volume fifty-five. Uh and that's with bizarre rap. And he's like, if you're if you're Latino, he's done a bunch of different artists, uh collabs and shit like that. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. Peso Pluma volume fifty-five. All right. Mine's just going to be a TV show today, and I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. I even heard it won some awards, uh, and I had nothing else to watch recently, so I decided to start watching it. And the show that I'm going to suggest this week is called White Lotus, and it comes on HBO. It's about these people who go on vacation to this hotel and like what happens with their lives while they're there, plus the hotel staff's lives and stuff. It's just a really good damn show. I don't want to really give too much away from it. I just started the second season. Uh, which is odd because the first season was located in Hawaii. And now the second season is located in like Italy. I think Sicily mm. to be exact. I don't understand why, but you know what? There's a lot more goddamn shit I got to read in this ep- in this <laughs> season. So I think it's got to actually really, really pay attention. You can't just hear some shit and be like, oh shit, what happened? Go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, check out White Lotus if you're interested, uh, interested in some shit. It's fucking wild all the way around. It's got a little bit of mystery. It's got a lot of drama. It's got some comedy. Like, it's just a really good fucking show. And it's got some really good looking people in it. So, hey. There you go. Check that <laughs> out. Check that out. All right. Uh, any other uh, pearls of wisdom that you'd like to drop for the people today, sir? Listen, man. Like I said last week or the last time, whenever I said this, man. Can't put on the hoodies no more. It's 80 degrees outside. Get your fat ass in the gym. Mm. Stop ordering Uber Eats. Oh. If you're going to eat crazy, walk to pick that shit up. There you go. Sweat that motherfucker out before you even get it. Sweat that's it like, That's proactive instead of reactive right there. There you go. All right. Now, that being said, man, you know what I mean? Keep, keep, uh, Stop buying bigger shirts and just get in the gym, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be, all right? If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud, man. If you can't do that, man, use the motherfucking turn signals when you're making that right at the light. Let a nigga know before I run into your backside. Pause. There you go. <laughs> all right, y'all. We out. Take care of yourselves. Uh, love each other. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. We out. Sir. Peace. Peace.